Episode of Wings, Beers, and Tears from the Hyatt Mansion, otherwise known as the Wings, Beers, and Tears Studio. We're come, coming to you again after a week off because, well, it's summertime and there's very limited shit to talk about sometimes. But the NHL and NBA have given us some good fodder. So we are joined as always by the esteemed Jerry. How are you, sir? Hello. Hello, Jeremy. How are you doing? How, how was dinner? Wasn't great. It's too but it's just starting out. A lot of kinks to work out, but nice, nice area, nice facility. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, maybe, uh, maybe we can get some sponsorship and do like a live pod there. That would be amazing. Out for, back on the uh, on for, the patio. It's who? actually not that bad of an ambiance. They have oh, a DJ. Dude, they had awesome, a DJ man. out there, and it's the space is wide open. Right. The parking's good, so that's a plus. So no, where, no. That, where is it? I was thinking it's the place in the Safeway uh, parking lot. Or the, okay. uh, that, that facility. So, you, you know, it shares right, the same parking right. lot. Because so. I, I was thinking of the one in uh, Gaithersburg there, you know. Uh, same owners. Villages. Yep. Okay. Yep. I mean, they, you know, the, the waitresses are all like 12 years old and it takes a while to get food. But, you know, young. once they work a kink out. Nah, they'll roll out. it out. They'll, they'll be, be fine. Yeah. They'll be fine. So, we are going to begin today talking about the NHL. And tomorrow night, we have one of my favorite things ever. And it's an NHL Game 7 because my fucking team's not there and I don't have to worry about it. However... That, those fan bases right now, I mean, talk about ass tight. Talk about like, oh, shit, here it goes. Because all the stuff that goes into the season, those 82 games, the grind that is the, the, the four rounds comes down to a one-off game. And I love the unpredictability of it. Yeah, there's no way you can concentrate at work tomorrow if you're one of those fan oh, bases. Oh, absolutely no not. Oh, absolutely not. The, uh, the watch parties in St. Louis are going to be awesome. You know Boston's going to be buzzing. And I know Jerry's praying that Boston doesn't win another title. So disappointed. <laughs> I thought the Blues were going to close it out. Yeah, I now I had a feeling I had I had a very similar caps premonition in this series in, in that I thought it was gonna go seven. It has gone each game kind of has its own little like mini soap opera. Each game is so uniquely different. It's weird. It is. Um and I did think it was gonna be a six game series. I'm excited as hell for game seven though. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Now I'm fired up. I mean you would have to think that Boston has the edge going back home. So it's funny. So we were eating dinner earlier and I said, not necessarily because now granted they aren't the caps and we've seen so many caps choke jobs in game sevens at home. I've paid thousands <laughs> of dollars to, yes, to watch have. them. Yes, you have. So Boston has a chance if you're not going to be there. And uh, <laughs> I have a feeling that if Boston gets out to an early lead, I think this is just a great back and forth, low scoring affair, tons and tons of, of, of energy hitting, um, you know, really, really good, tight checking hockey, and I think the margin for error is so low. I don't think either team's going to take many chances. If Boston doesn't score first, I think the home ice actually becomes a disadvantage at that time. I think you grip everything tighter. You're looking around. I know it's only one game, but I, I there's something about playing at home, and they are technically on paper the better team. You know, what was Chara's minutes, and did they limit it? Um, or did he play the Somewhat, same amount? I, no, he's, he, I don't think they limited it much in game six, no. No, I think game um, six he played 17, 18 minutes, yeah. somewhere in there. Because I thought we, you know, I a lot of people were talking about his injury and being like a liability because he kept trying to play. Right. And he was 
obviously a weak link on the. I mean, obviously with his injury. I mean, obviously he's he's he can't open his mouth. Right. Can't open his mouth. He can't breathe. Yeah. How, how do you play? I, I, I so it's, it's beyond me. How it's, he's playing. It's one thing to admire his toughness, but if he's going to not be effective, why are they playing him? So I, that's why I did not know. I didn't notice him out there as much. I didn't know if his ice time was there, or if they just made quicker shifts or whatever. You got hurt in game four. Correct. Yes. Yeah. So, and then didn't was it Grizzlick who also missed game five? That's I think correct. that's part of the reason why Z had to play. And I think Grizzlick being out <clears throat> was almost more of a factor than the fact that Chara wasn't as uh, Chara like because they're thin back there, and you get you're getting into the the you know last throws here of the season. These guys have played so many minutes, and uh, you know. If, if you're Coyle, if you're McAvoy, if you're you know some of the big hitters on Boston right now, I mean you're just you're you're, you're McAvoy at one point was like bent over just like oh, sucking yeah. air, and he'd only been well, on the ice for like ten seconds. And he kind of calls himself a fat boy, and he, yeah. and he he knows he can't really handle like that thirty <laughs> minutes. And I think just to pile on your point, I think also with with Chara, I was I think he had to get used to playing like that. I think I so. Think, I think he was better in Game Six. No, he was he was much better. Boston was much Boston. better. Actually, I thought Boston was great in Game Five, and I thought Bennington stole it. And then I thought they were great in Game Six too. So, like Jerry said, I, I think this is Boston's game to lose. However, being a one-off game, man, St. Louis is so damn physical. They man, are, dude. They make it. They make it tough. But you got to go with the goalie. And Rask has been there before. I know. I keep saying it, and Bennington's always stepping up. So, he is. But but you know. I mean, in Game Six and Game Seven, Rask usually. I'd like to see well. Rask get one. I think he deserves it. I, I do too. Um, he's just been so consistent. That's bullshit. <laughs> because if he gets one, then that means uh, Marshawn gets another one, and that's just going to piss that me off. That means Boston. He doesn't deserve gets it. Gets another championship. <laughs> they don't deserve it. Those are terrible people. They don't even pay their taxes. <laughs> Use that one last time, but it still works every time. It never gets old. <laughs> hey, when's the PGA Championship? <laughs> uh, I believe that's coming up this weekend, Jerry. Oh boy, so. So with the NHL Game 7 tomorrow, there's really nothing more exciting. <clears throat> as far as we're concerned, the NBA is just a giant snooze fest the majority of the time. These finals, I would have bet big money. Thank God I don't gamble. I would have bet big money that it would have been Golden State in five. You may have been able to twist my arm and say six somehow. The fact that Toronto had an elimination game at home last night shocked the hell out of me. Um, and I think I told you earlier, I think Toronto's been the better team in almost every game. By far, pretty much. And the thing is, if you were a betting man, you know Toronto was getting plus two forty, plus two fifty before the series. It would have been would have been a nice bet. It would have been a hell of a bet. Well, it's still well, I start sure, over. Obviously, I sure shit wouldn't have uh, bet on Toronto though. I wouldn't have bet on basketball. Myself. They, yeah, no, no kidding. Toronto choked last night. They're up by six with three minutes left. You can close it out, and you let a champ come back. I mean, they hit three straight threes, but Durant was down. Um, Going into the timeout. I didn't out. see what happened to Durant. No, he yeah. got hurt. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they, they blew it. And now, no, now you're going back game five in Oakland. Um, and Game six. Game six. That but, too. What's that? I said that too. Go ahead. That too. Game five, <laughs> game six, whatever. They're going back with, to Oakland. They have a little bit of momentum. That means you're cur- letting Curry and Clay Thompson and all those guys have a home crowd. Then you get to game seven. If 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 Golden State wins and now Toronto's got the weight of the world on them, agreed. So, no, they let it slip away last night. I mean that that game was theirs, and uh, I think their coach has actually done a brilliant job in this series. But he called a timeout last night. Timeout was stupid, dude. I even I, I was I shocked, it, shocking. Yeah. I was even awake to well, watch I was the goddamn it this thing. morning, but, but, still, uh, yeah. but I'm watching it going. What the fuck is he doing? Like, why? I was why? very surprised by that. I, I, and he said they were just, they needed a blow. So, uh, hey, you know what? He He's pulled 
almost all the right strings. So who am I to, you know, sit here and, and criticize him? But it, it, you could just feel the momentum and the groundswell in the building. And when you called the timeout, it was like crickets, you know, it was, it was weird. I mean, I love the fact watching Drake suffer. I hate Drake. <laughs> Guy's annoying, right? It is. But, speaking of soap operas, isn't the NBA just a giant soap opera of, of who's who and, and, you know, celebrity this and that? It's just it's kind of a joke, actually. I can't watch five minutes without flipping to something else. It's I don't care what the so, score is. It is so difficult to watch stretches of play because it's just so predictable. It is. You know, it really is. DVR, fast forward. That's it. Yeah, just pretty much. Watch the highlights. So, so, so let's get down to the crux of it, right? While, while the series has been very exciting as far as the NBA goes, which is very rare for them, especially in the finals without LeBron, you know, matching up against Golden State, obviously the talk last night was, was KD, and, and I'm really conflicted on this. Um, I actually really like the guy. I think he's awesome. Um, how in God's name, in this day and age, with all the medical personnel and staff we have, how is he allowed to play? The Wizards have never had a better chance of signing him to a max deal now. <laughs> Look at the bright side. We'll pay you for right. your year off if you can come back after. He and John Wall with matching Achilles tendon tears. <laughs> Perfect. So between the two of them, they have two decent Achilles, t- Achilles tendons? Well, maybe. What we don't know is what he was actually, what they actually knew before the game. I mean, fair enough. Some, fair people, enough. some people speculate and say that they knew all along it was an Achilles injury and they were just calling it a calf to keep up the illusion that he might play. Like, that fools anybody. Well, that was true until he played. Right. But then, I mean, he's not going to play unless he clears it, right? Unless he thinks he can go. Absolutely. So, no, it's not like someone's shooting him up in his calf saying, you're going to go out and play and you can't feel your leg. No, no, no. He's a pro and he's got his entourage. And and he certainly said, I'll give it a go. But Frankie said it earlier. He goes, was it worth it? Well, he's going to be out for a fucking year now. Of course it wasn't worth it looking back, but what happens if he would have played and scored 35 and 8 of 1, right? Then it would have been worth it. So I just think it's too coincidental for me that he had a nagging calf injury for so long towards the end of the season and then into the playoffs with lots and lots of hints from insiders saying it was probably more than a calf, and that is exactly where you get Achilles, you know, strains and that kind of thing. And I'm correct me if I'm wrong, but when it's compromised, it's more susceptible to tearing and, and injuring. It's not like other things where you go, oh, you, it, it's not going to get any worse. Play through it. You know, I, I'm fairly certain. Kevin Durant is a lot like me. We've both had <laughs> very similar. <laughs> we've both had Achilles tendons. To, I, I, I did mine in bar league softball yeah. both um, as well. But, you know, you know, I understand the feeling. I'm trying to gut it out. You know, we're playing co-ed. We're playing the seven, eight playing game in the playoffs and I need to get the first base. So I understand the pressure he was under. But, uh, no, I mean, I, I don't understand what – I mean, looking back, of course, it's how could you let him play. But until the injury, I mean, he was he was lighting it up. I mean, he well, was playing great. It's not like he was absolutely. out there hobbling, right? And, you, right. and you're like, oh, my God, was, why is he even trying? I mean, he was killing it, and it just – he took a bad step. I mean, I think that's probably true, though, that he was more vulnerable and that, for and an that's injury. that's where I'm at. Right, is, he was more vulnerable. But you got to understand the risk, right? I mean, if, if you're going to play on the basis of, I could get hurt, so I'm not going to play, then why would anybody play? You know what I mean? If he's saying, I'm going to be a free agent next year, and I'm not going to play, you know, at the end of the day, he's going to be fine. Because he's going to opt out, or he's going to he's going to opt in right. to his last year on the deal. He's going to make thirty million bucks. He's going to rehab, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, and then he'll be a free agent next year, the year after. Right. So he's going to be fine. It's not like he's losing money. Who's upset are the Knicks, 
the Clippers. Exactly, yeah. It's the, the free yeah. agent market. It's the free agent teams that said, I wanted him, and now he's not going to be available, and it screws their plans up. But I don't give a shit about them. But, you know, yeah, I don't would. Yeah. And I don't, I mean, I, I, the reaction of the GM, and Jeremy, what do you think? I just thought it was weird because he's crying. He's like accepting responsibility. And it's like, what are you doing? So it may, that makes me wonder See, what he knew right. in terms of how could, you know. It was, it, it, it was very weird. That just the whole fallout after it was, uh, dude, man up, dude. Seriously, he's an it was, injury. It was it was a very awkward uh, scene, and and hearing it today, and then and then watching it back, I was like, God damn, what is going on? And well, again, yeah, it was like Katie died or something. It's like, I mean, <laughs> I is he a horse? I, I don't I don't get it. But um, <laughs> did he just have to do the old Colt McCoy I mean, put him down joke. <laughs> did he just run at the Santa Anita? <laughs> yeah. Well, we know what would happen if that, if that was the case. <laughs> no, but it was just, I, I don't know. I, I do tend to agree with what you're saying, though. It's kind of like if if there was nothing definitive in an MRI and all of the, uh, the you know the previous treatments that he was getting, and they're like, look, he's got whatever condition he has in his calf and, and, and this and that and the other, and nobody could pinpoint the fact that he was truly more vulnerable or susceptible to it tearing. Obviously, he signed off on it. It's just bad luck and bad coincidence and everything else. Yeah. But then... Why the GM crying the way he did? Why the the the, the fallout like yeah. immediately? And I wasn't the only one in the world who everybody sat there and went, "Oh shit, he really shouldn't have played this game." That's, that's a bad mistake to make. That that's what I thought when he was when he was talking. I said, "Well, maybe there is something there because that's not." I mean, how many times you see Jay Gruden get up there and said, "You know, so and so, so and so tore his knee." Next man up, you know, it wasn't like he's the greatest person in the world. I'm so happy I knew. Josh Dotson, you're so Colt McCoy. Yeah, other than Colt, right? He always say about Colt, but uh, it was just it was just weird. Well, it was very. Weird. I I chalked it up to just NBA divas, even their front officer divas. They have no toughness, but he's cleared by doctors. I'm sure they had conversations of this is what you should watch out for. If you start feeling this, we'll pull you out. Uh, if you're ineffective, we'll pull you out. Um, yeah, the, three for three from three. Yeah, yeah in this situation, in this situation, be careful. Right, I don't die for ball. Whatever the the limitations are, you have Doctor Sand, and he's like, "All right, I'm ready. I'll right. go out and give it a shot." Sure. He's killing it when he's doing there, I mean, and then he gets hurt. It's a it's a freak thing, and uh, so nobody's weird. to blame. I don't know why anybody's crying. So weird. Well, you know, the only thing I can think of, and, and getting back to the gym a little bit, is if if he was basically the guy that greenlit the whole thing, if he could have shut him down. And didn't, and he feels responsible. But getting back to you know where it leaves Duran is, it's it it sounds terrible to say it, but it was almost a no lose situation. We talked about it. So he's hurt. He's still young, relatively rehabs. He's getting paid at least thirty million this year coming up, no matter what. Right. I mean, it's not a bad thing. It's nice best, pricing you know, structure for that league. I mean, you no, know, no I, shit. They're super teams every other year. God. So I just I, I think that had a lot to you know a lot to do with it too. Is like it's it, it's a no win in some ways, but. <laughs> You know, it's also a no-lose. If there is someone to blame, why is nobody blaming Steve Kerr, who played him 12 of the first 14 minutes? You know, if he's if he's injured and he's got to ease back in, play him for two minutes, set him for five, you know, and then just ease him in that way. I think it's the old mentality, you're either in or you're out. Well, yeah. I don't you know? blame anybody. I, I don't blame I, Steve. Exactly. Hey, you're trying to win a championship. Right. You're at facing elimination. My best guys are going. And if you get hurt, so be it. Right. But that's we're going to win this game. I don't right. blame anybody. But so if you are blaming someone, which I don't, it's just bad luck. Why not the coach sharing the blame? So kind of it kind of bridges into um, part two where we're going to pick up uh, pick up our local feed here and, and talk about our Redskins. 
and, uh, and, and, and the Trent Williams situation amongst other uh, fallouts from that. And, and, and it's just staggering here. We're talking about the, the Golden State Warriors, the most successful NBA franchise the last five to seven years. And now we're talking about the Washington Redskins, a billion-dollar organization. So these two clubs they are in, in the limelight with all of the amazing resources, yet we're having these stories where we're going, what the hell just happened? You know? So very weird. Well, join us in part two for our Redskins talk.